We are so thrilled to be partnering with Hinge. Hinge is the dating app designed to be deleted. As you all know, I'm a huge Hinge advocate as I met my partner of almost three years on the app. Even before meeting him, Hinge was always my go-to app because I met more relationship-minded people here and had some great dates. Clearly, I haven't been on the app for a little while, but I re-downloaded it to check out some of the new features. One that stood out to me was the voice prompt, my best friend's take on why you should date me, where your friend can hype you up. Not only does this make the profile creation less daunting, but it's not always easy to see your own green flags. So to test it out, I asked UA some fun prompts to get her take on what I could put if I was dating again. So the first one, how long have we known each other? What was your first impression of me and how has that changed? Julie and I have known each other for almost 10 years. My first impression of Julie was that she's very social, but I've learned that she has a lot more depth to her beyond the social butterfly that she is. My next prompt, what do you think are my green flags? I would say she's deeply loyal. She believes in love, curious mindset, and she is fearlessly ambitious. And then last but not least, what kind of friend am I? Julie is the kind of friend who will always have your back, no matter what. Damn, that feels nice to hear. So download Hinge and try voice prompts today. Then find someone worth deleting the app for. I love wine, but sometimes it can get really expensive, which is why I'm so excited that today's episode is brought to you by Last Bottle Wines. If you don't know, they're a Napa-based online wine shop with a twist. They offer just one hand-picked wine per day until it sells out, which is often an hour's. So new day, new wine, always at incredible prices. We're talking 30 to 70% off retail. And the best part is that there's no subscriptions, no fees, and no minimum purchase. Just a daily email with a really great wine. They're offering Datable listeners 10% off your first order with code Datable. And now is such a great time to join as their marathon sale is coming up on March 28th and 29th. They flip that one day rule on its head and offer back to back deals, which means that wines are only up on the site for a couple minutes at a time and shipping is 100% free. They send us a mini marathon package of some of their favorites and let me tell you, they were delicious. Sign up at lastbottlewines.com and use the code datable and find out why Last Bottle is the most fun way to discover and buy amazing wine. The Datable podcast features real stories from real people of how they make modern dating work or not. I'm your host, Yue, former dating coach turned dating insider, if you will. On each episode, you'll hear commentary from my producer, Julie Kraftchik, and other surprise co-hosts. This episode of Datable is brought to you by 500 Brunches. 500 Brunches connects like-minded people with similar interests to meet in real life over brunch. You answer a quick questionnaire about your interests and how you spend your time, and then they'll match you in small groups of six to eight at a brunch spot in San Francisco. Get a free entry into a brunch now by signing up at 500brunches.com and using the code DATEABLE. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Dateable, a show all about modern dating. Guess what guys, romance is not dead. And our two guests in the studio today are here to prove that. We've got Brian and Jakara. Hi guys. Hey. Hello. We're sitting very close to each other, so it's almost like we're having a powwow, a very romantic yeah. powwow, yeah. the five of us here. Uh, Brian and Jakara, also known as Team BJ. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> they live in San Francisco. Brian's 33 years old. Jakara's 29 years old. Now, Brian is from Bay Area. That's correct. But you were away for a little bit, but now you're back. Mm-hmm. 
And Jakar, you're from Hawaii. I am. Originally, and you've been in San Francisco for three years. And they are, I would say, recently engaged. It's all relative, right? But you're still recently. Just five weeks. Yeah, recently engaged. Yeah. Congratulations. True statement. (laughs) Thank God it is. So the way we found out about your engagement was through our friend Sasha, who does Dating in the Dark. She's one of our coaches. If anybody wants a coaching session with Sasha, definitely go on our website. But uh, our mutual friend Sasha said, you guys have to check out this very elaborate engagement video, proposal video. (laughs) So she sent it to us and Julie and I were just floored because on our podcast, we talk about romance quite a bit. And the question is always like, is romance dead? Is romance even necessary? Um, You know, it's a proposal, just something that you just, you know, like logistics, you just do it to, to get to the marriage part. But you guys prove that there is still something to be said about having an elaborate proposal that means a lot to both of you and mm-hmm. getting involved, what, 80 of your closest friends and family? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 80. Yeah. Eight yeah. zero. So it's like a mini wedding. It's like a mini wedding. <laughs> yes. So before we get to the proposal, I want to hear a little background story about you guys. How did you meet? Why don't you take it, Jakar? <laughs> <laughs> um, so we met through a mutual friend. Uh, Her name is Joyce. We were best friends with her from different stages of our lives. Um, And we just happened to be invited by her to the same uh, bakery in Chinatown about two and a half years ago. Sunday afternoon, no expectations, no no, no thought of meeting someone. So she was setting Um, you guys up or was just... No, no, no. It wasn't set up. Coincidence. It was was just a, a breakfast between friends. Okay. Are you sure? Uh, yeah, she checked in with her. Okay. It's a long con, if otherwise. Gotcha. We do give her tons of credit. Yeah, though. we. Okay. I mean, yes, we, we, we met because of her. She's the kind of beautiful person that brings people together, and I feel like people who bring people together um, don't get enough credit for the fact that they make things happen. Things happen right away. Pretty close to. Yeah. It. Yeah, I mean, the moment she literally, and I know this sounds pat, but literally the moment she walked through the door, I was just like, wow, she seems amazing. And and then she started talking, and I was like, oh, my gosh, she's fascinating. I want to talk to her forever. The thing that really hit me, we got together just two days after meeting. Was this uh, a date? It was. It, we, we call it an ambiguous date. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a lot of those in the city. Yeah. Ambiguous yeah. dates. Yes. Yeah, Brian said that he wanted to learn more about my job because he thought it was fascinating. It's true. I did actually want to learn more about okay. my job. And we got together ostensibly for that reason, but it quickly, we never ended up talking about my job. It quickly became very, very personal, um, a really strong connection right off the bat. Nice. Yeah. One thing I like saying is that courage is really important. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people are watching your podcast because it's about modern dating and they're looking for success in relationships and dating. And one thing I think people undervalue, people always think like, okay, how do I hack online dating? Yes. How do I do this? And, and, and there are things like that that are important to meeting people, but the most important ingredient, I think, at the beginning of any relationship is courage. Mm-hmm. And I like to really point out that Jakara had so much courage at several points. Um, I was really nervous during that ambiguous date, and when I arrived, I was like basically trying to throw my resume at her, be- and I never do that. It was very uncharacteristic of me because I was so nervous and I was so into her and I got into this defensive posture of like, I want to show her all I have to offer rather than uh-huh. my true self. Uh-huh. And, and I- I- Ironically, like while you were throwing 
all of your accomplishments at me. I was actually starting. Subtly, I wasn't literally going down. <laughs> <laughs> Subtly. Here's my here's a printout of my resume. Here's my LinkedIn. He yeah. was very artfully throwing in all of these references. Um, and to be honest, I started to tune out. Uh -huh. um, just because it was obvious from talking to him and from the way that he carried himself that he was I already knew he was an accomplished, fascinating, right. intelligent, yes. kind person. But what I didn't know is really who he was. So about 15 or 20 minutes and I caught myself just kind of mentally checking out of that moment and didn't want to do that. So I kind of stopped him and I forget what you were talking about, but I basically asked you, it's really obvious you're really accomplished and smart. Like passionate was really used. Passionate about, <laughs> uh, passionate about this. That's remember, a good word. Yeah. I remember this date like the back of my hand. I, you know, October uh, 19th, 2015 around 7.40 p.m. is I think when we arrived. Wow. Uh, <laughs> okay. I, I remember all, I remember every, this, this. So you guys dated yeah. for two years before you proposed. Is that two and a half two years? Two and a half years, okay. Yeah. So yeah. what was going through your mind at this point with Brian kind of, you know, giving you his resume? You said you stopped him. Oh, so I, I basically just stopped him and I said, it's obvious you're passionate about um, whatever subject he was talking about, but tell me, why does it matter to you? Mm. Uh, I generally, that's a great yeah. question. And you know, I generally wanted to know. Like I, he seemed fascinating. I just kind of wanted to know what motivated all of these accomplishments, all of this thought and inquiry. Um, and then it just got really personal, and we started asking each other really deep questions about, you know, why does this thing matter to you? Why do you love this? Um, and suddenly it was like the world just shrank. And yeah. it was just us two. And it was like a spotlight on just, it was such an immediate, yeah. deep connection. I found myself thinking and talking about things that I hadn't kind of introspectively thought about in a really long time. Mm, and I felt wow. like he really saw me. So well, when you guys went to the date, were you like thinking like, this is the one? Or was no. it after the date? Like, it where were after. you guys? I, th we've talked about this a lot. I think <laughs> I was a little bit more, I, I was a little bit like, like I actually was with Joyce, the girl who brought us together right before I went to the date. And uh, I think I was quite excited because Joyce was the first one who said, she saw the text message, she was like, Did, are we flirting? Because I wasn't sure <laughs> if we were flirting. And Joyce was like, ambiguously. And I was like, I think you're on an ambiguous date. I'm like, I'm so cool with that because I'm starting to really like this girl. And I've only known her for two. Our first conversation was actually about porn because... Yes. <laughs> Because Jakara does policy at a major tech company, and um, I, I was joking about having to learn their porn policy okay. at like oh. you know six a.m. taking the shuttle down to South like, Bay and having to like look just, at porn in the morning yeah. before my morning coffee. So, so, so we were just like immediately talking about unorthodox, like interesting things. So what was your dating life like before meeting each other, and what kind of mental state were you in? Um, so I, so the funny thing is, we both were at a place where we both wanted to be single for a while. Um, I was at a place where I wanted to be single. Jakar was at a place where I wanted to be single. And actually, that brings up the second point of courage that I really want to point because I just really want to say positive things about my fiance now. Um, <laughs> and I think that this has to be said because I think this is really going to be inspirational for your listeners too. The second point of courage was because she did just get out of a six-year relationship uh -huh. um, just about six months before we met. And, um, and was this long distance then? It was long distance. Okay. Yes. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and so the courageous part was the ambiguous date where she was like, I want to get real, which is usually what I do in my conversations. Like, I always like, let's get real. And like, I was so, so scared that she had to put me there. And I was like, I want to be there. And that, uh. that courage made the first bridge. The second courage was our date, our, our dates were going great. We were happy. And then she's like, look, I, I really want to slow this down. 
And I always kind of said, okay, I'm going to let her set the pacing. I'm going to let mm-hmm. her figure out what, how often we're going to date, what the frequencies. I know she's out of this big relationship. And then one day, everything was going perfect. And she sat me down in Petrero Hill's little coffee shop. And she's like, so I just want to let you know that I don't know when I'm going to be ready. Okay. And Fair. I was like, that's totally cool. And then she gave me this long speech, probably like an hour and a half, two hours, about how she's so tortured, but she really likes me. And she thinks I'm great but that she's just not sure she'll be ready. And I'm like, I told her, I looked her in the eyes, and I meant it. Mm -hmm. And guys, pay attention to this. Don't respond with fear when a girl says that. Mm -hmm. I meant it. I said to her, I will wait as long as it takes. Uh Um, And if that changes, I'll let you know. If I get to the point where I feel like I Mm -hmm. can't wait any longer, I'll let you know. But I'm I'm going to be patient. You're Mm -hmm. worth it. And she went home. That floored me. Our our, our connection in some ways scared me because Mm -hmm. it felt so right. And I also instinctively knew that the moment that I committed exclusively to Brian, I essentially was committing to the fact that we would probably end up together forever. I just, that it was that level of connection and intentionality. So I wanted Mm -hmm. to feel really ready to enter into that place of commitment. So I, I think I was letting fear honestly motivate a lot of our early relationship and kind of feeling angsty and worried about kind of the meta questions of, am I ready? And what was so interesting was Brian blew me away with his response. Mm-hmm. Um, it was so mature. It was so self-assured. It was so clear that he knew exactly what he wanted, not just from our relationship, but out of life. And that was incredibly attractive mm-hmm. and just spoke so much to his character as well. Isn't it interesting that uh, we've heard these stories where people say they're not ready, but it's part of some game that they're playing, right? Mm. It's that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not ready because I don't want to be too easy for you to get. But in this situation, you were absolutely not ready. And Brian, instead of you being like, oh, maybe she's playing a game, I need to try harder. Mm-hmm. You gave her space and said, let me know when you are ready. But what's you know. so interesting is I, I think I was ready. I think I needed to feel control about the pace of relationship. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I needed to truly confront my fear. Mm-hmm. And by Brian giving me complete control of the reins, saying, you do whatever you want. Just so you know, I will be here. I'm not going to date anyone else. I know I want to be with you until you tell me, no, Brian, I'm not interested. Like, I take all the time you want. Mm-hmm. He gave me full control of the reins. And once I had that sense of security, it became very obvious that I wanted to be with him because it was so perfect. I actually called my friend about it the next day. She was so funny. I was telling her all these things and she's like, girl, like, he's perfect for you. Like, look at that. What are you doing? What are you waiting for? (laughs) And I was like, oh my God, you're so right. So how long was this after you guys first met that you were having these like... There's actually, I'm just going to, there's a really funny story related to this. So this was, to answer your question, three months in or so, maybe two and a half, three months in, where we already totally had chemistry. We knew a lot about each other. Not everything, obviously. Got Um, along really well, Everything was Everything was shooting right, except for the fact that she was getting over this ex-relationship and she wanted more time I was very conscious like I want to set, let her set the pacing so when, she, when I heard that though and I think this is the thing is like you're talking about the game um, yeah people do play games and I would also say that the best decision I've ever made and I think this is a decision Jakari made we never said we made these decisions in retrospect we realized we both did was that we both entered the, the game or rather the experience with intentionality yeah I came in saying this is a special person um, I Almost basically called off all my other dates. Um, you know, I, I I basically was like, this is where my focus is at. You yeah. Know? Um, and 
And so, it, like, almost as if she'd be my wife, which turns out. That's <laughs> 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 um, but like, the funny thing is that conversation happened. Yeah. And then the next day she calls me around 4 p.m. Or texts me and says, can we talk? And I was like, oh, no. Like, you know, like, I was like, because after this two-hour conversation about how she's not ready, yeah. I was like, yep, this is it. Like, the, the most amazing woman in the world is about to break up with me, although we weren't official. <laughs> I was like, great. And then she's like, um, I, can, I can jump on the phone. And I was like, oh, well, where are you headed? And she was like, oh, my bus is dropping me off at Washington Square Park. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm in North Beach. Total lie. <laughs> You're like in an Uber. Yeah. Like, no, I'm in no. Jose, but I will be there. I did, she was like, I'm getting there in 10 minutes. And the thing is, I was in Dogpatch where I lived at the time. I didn't have time for an Uber. I threw my motorcycle helmet on. Oh, damn. Jumped on my motorcycle. Probably take a few too many risks. Definitely broke some laws. Oh, shit. And got there in like 13 minutes. Wow. So You're like, she just happened to be in the just neighborhood. Happened to be in the neighborhood. <laughs> but like, I was like, I literally said to myself, because I want to experience emotionally everything that life has to offer. And I was like, I want to experience this breakup in person. Mm -hmm. That's how I wanted it. And I really was convinced to be a breakup. We get together. We sit down at a bench park. We still know which park bench it is. We go, we just took, after the engagement, we took our parents to this park Aww. bench and said, this is the park Cute. bench where we became official nice. after taking them out to dinner. Um, and uh, long story short is she gave me this long speech about like, you're amazing. You're this. You're great. You're so good. This and that. And I was just like, mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was waiting for the butt. Yeah. I was waiting for the butt. And then, and then, and then she was done. She just stopped talking after she listened all the cool. I was like, and? And what? <laughs> and then she just said, I'm in. And I was like what <laughs> like i was so expecting yeah. for her to say um but you know i'm just not gonna be ready in any yeah. way i don't want you to wait for me or something like that and She's i was just like, like what this was literally less than 24 hours after that long conversation yep. and i think it was we both had courage i had the courage to say i'll wait forever and she had the courage to realize that she didn't need me to yep and uh we became boyfriend and girlfriend that day a day you after the hardest conversation we ever had. You guys need to listen to Josh's episode. Yeah, we literally it's very, had one. Very similar story. At the beginning story. of this wow. season. Very similar. very similar. So I want to talk about this idea of control, and then I want to go to go to your engagement, which sure. is what we're here to talk about. <laughs> Let's do it. But the, this idea of control for you came from a place of vulnerability. And sometimes we talk about control coming from a place of pride. You know, yeah. I want control of this relationship because I'm not sure if you're right for me yet. I'm not mm. sure if this is the right thing for us. But when you're talking about control coming from a place of, I'm just not sure if I'm, you know, if I'm getting over this previous relationship, I'm not completely secure in where I am right now. That's a vulnerable place to come from. And that's where that control comes from. And I want people to be listening to this and think about the way you start communicating with your partners, even in the beginning of a relationship, when you're communicating your needs, is it coming from a place of pride or is it coming from a place of vulnerability, right? And I, I really appreciate that you share that story. Totally. Let's get to the engagement, yeah? <laughs> I think before the engagement, like, when did you guys know that each other was the one? Oh, yeah. So early. Really like, early. so early. Before your date? <laughs> before your first date, basically? <laughs> Once, when I said I'm in, yeah. I knew that, um, I, I, I basically could just tell that, um, Committing to him for an exclusive relationship, um, it it would lead down that path. Gotcha. Is um, it true that when you know, you just know? I mean, I've the, the connection that we've experienced is in some ways inexplicable. It, it feels unlike any other human like connection I've had with any other human being. It feels uh, very rare and unique. I would say, so I'm a relationship coach, as I mentioned earlier. Uh -huh. So I actually worked with over 100 couples on this question. 
And I would say that yes, yes. The answer to your question is yes. When you know, you just know. Uh And there's another way of knowing, which is the longer path. And I think that people either find out that they're ready for um, that relationship to be um, a lifelong relationship with someone else, either because it's just so obvious. Mm -hmm. And I think those are people who end up being lucky. So congratulations, listeners out there who like got that. You're lucky. Yep. You're lucky. Don't like Jakara. I'd say don't look that luck down. Don't question mm. it. You know, really, if your heart says something, it doesn't matter if he doesn't make as much money as you were hoping or something else. If your heart says something, really, that's what's really special about life is finding that connection. But for other people, they don't get that lucky. And then it's a question of slowly being a little bit more practical, methodical about that question. And, and both work. Right? I think b- both lead the same result, which is a happy, successful, balanced, positive relationship built on trust. But it's people like you who have these strong connections earlier on in your relationship that make others question their own relationships. And, I remember my mm-hmm. friend, when she met the guy I introduced her to, because as soon as I met them separately, I was like, they're going to get married. And when they met, she said to me, she's like, you ate, I, he literally scares me. Because I know as soon as I open the door of romance, this is it. She, it she, there was like fear in her. And I've, you know, like that kind of connection is so strong mm-hmm. that it does make other people question. So when people are questioning their own relationships, mm-hmm. what would you say to them, Brian? What I would say is two things. One is um, I would give recommendations to the people who are scared of that. Um, that was, that's where courage comes in. You are so lucky. Please open up your heart. Please, people are not scared of Bob or Tom or, or Chelsea or whoever they're, they're falling in love with. Uh-huh. They're scared of the idea that they're committing to a lifelong path, which honestly, and I can get into this as a whole other topic, <laughs> is ultimately in some ways a fear of death. It's a fear of the fact that we're all going to die. And we, once we decide on something that's lifelong, it's kind of like, oh, this never will change. And that's a fundamentally fearful part of our evolutionary psychology. For I can sure. Yeah. Dive into that. <laughs> but I would say fight that fear, embrace the love that you clearly have. Now, for your other people, I would also say, um, and you're hearing it from people who really felt like they knew when they knew, um, I would say don't let stories like ours intimidate you. Don't let that happen. Okay. Because it really is rolling the dice. It's like Forrest Gump said, it's a box of chocolates. You don't know what you're going to get. Life is confusing. Life is random. I lucked out. Jakar lucked out. Many people luck out. But not everyone gets it that easy. Some people have to work harder to find that connection. And I just want to say... It's worth it. Works. I worked my ass, my butt off. I don't know what. You can say whatever the hell you want. Until I was, when I met Jakar at the age of 30. And and I kept on rolling the dice. I kept on throwing my courage out there. I kept on dating other people, trying to find a fit, methodically, not giving up, believing. And that belief, that courage, not getting discouraged by other people who seem to find it like that, right? Mm-hmm. That courage reduced the trauma and the frustration and the other hard parts of being a dating person in the modern world. Uh-huh. So that when I came to Jakara saying, I'm not hurt. I, of course I'm hurt. I have pain. We all have pain that's internalized we have to work through. Uh-huh. But I don't have so much pain because I kept on being discouraged by other people. I kept having faith and positivity and courage and all these things that protected my soul and prepared my soul for when, when I rolled the dice and I actually go to the right brunch where my friend Joyce invites me to and the right person shows up and I'm ready because I had courage throughout. And, um, and, and sometimes I lost courage. I'm not perfect. But my recommendation is to anyone listening, 
Choose the path of courage. Choose the path where you say, I'm not going to get disheartened by how happy our engagement looks. Like 20,000 people or something. I've seen the video. Um, and, and a lot of people message like, you know, like, oh my God, like, will I ever find that? And like, if you open your heart to it, yeah. But then, okay, so here, I, I love that. I love that encouragement and courage um, all together. But what about, I can hear some people saying, well, Brian, that's great. But what if I'm currently with someone I don't feel the connection that you guys feel. Mm -hmm. Should I wait for someone who I do have that connection with? Or should I try to make this current relationship flourish? Well, you mentioned Sasha, um, and I'm a relationship coach too. I really do recommend that you either find a really smart friend uh -huh. who's empathetic, um, or you find a relationship coach. There's many of them in Silicon Valley and throughout the Bay Area. So many, yes. Um, so many. Find someone. I really do recommend getting a third-party perspective. And I'm not just saying that because of my profession. This is why I do my profession. I think it helps. Even if you have one to three sessions because it's so nuanced and complicated. And I want to say one last thing before we move on because Julie and I spoke about this yesterday. What about like when you get hung up on a previous connection you had with someone Ooh. and like you start dating people after that person who just don't live up to that connection but due to, you know, real world issues and challenges that previous relationship didn't work out what if you're always holding on to that previous so, connection right so, so i would say two things one is um don't think you're crazy because this is a natural byproduct of breaking a beautiful connection so you are in a place for a reason your brain is putting you there it will be like that for a while the second thing i would say is um, you said interesting, it will always, I think you would use the word always, and I will say, as a relationship coach, as someone who studied these things, the answer is no. It okay. will not be always. There is always a path to moving on, and one of the ways of moving on is having the courage to let go and embrace the new. And I, twice, true story, twice in my life, I went through breakups that I thought it would never get better. Oh, I yeah. would never have that beautiful connection again. And the connection I have with my current fiance is, 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 I would say five, 10, 20 times, better. it really feels like an infinite times better than those previous relationships, which is mind boggling because of how much pain I went through in those breakups. Yeah. But they were setting you, you up. To, yeah. yeah, they, they were, were setting they you up. They built me into the person I needed to be. And that's what I would say to someone in the situation you described. Realize that this is part of your healing process to strengthen yourself, to get ready for something that really could happen if you're ready, because you might miss a few trains Absolutely. if you're not ready. Well, then we're ready, because we're ready for that engagement story. We're <laughs> ready for this. So this elaborate proposal is started with you, Brian, setting up a fake event with Mustafa. We yes. all know Mustafa. He does like the daybreaker yeah. events. He's just one of my best friends. Great guy. So great with events. So Jakari, of course you're like, I'm going to go to this event, right? And I, and I totally believe the event was real. And it was Page. Yeah, it was. Uh, oh, it had a Facebook page. It was a white party on Valentine's yeah. Day, and uh, Brian, you told Jakara that you guys were being interviewed on camera for the, for the Chronicle. Chronicle. Yeah, so that's well, why there was cameras falling mm -hmm. around. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So this took you um, about six months to prepare. Actually, we did the numbers. Turns out the first meeting was eight months ago. Okay, so I figured because yeah. I was like, like, this is a lot for months. six months. That yeah. seems like yeah. <laughs> so what was going? You, Jakara, you are totally sold on this event. You show up in all white. We saw in the video. At what point did you think, wait, is this really <laughs> an event or what's happening here? You guys were in Mendocino also, just to get oh, more. Yeah. yeah, we were in Mendocino. Well. Um, uh, basically, until Brian 
kind of gave me this look that made me think otherwise. So what we were doing was we were walking down the path. Um, the videographers were interviewing us as if it were the SF Chronicle, yeah. asking for our consent to publish okay. and everything. They, they were bought into oh, the They were really good. Okay. You hired the right people. Yes. <laughs> um, so I see a rock with our initials engraved on it, B plus J. And I, it kind of took me by surprise. And I was like, oh, that's so funny. Did, did you do that? And he was like, I, I did it earlier this morning. And I had this moment of, oh, that, that that's so cute. Uh, but you're like, why so is this for the white party? <laughs> and then Brian gave me this look. Oh. Oh. His eyes just got really big and he just kind of stared, stared at me with this look of like, this is more. This is so much more. <laughs> and I have, and when, when I saw that look, I went into a state of shock <laughs> and realized, oh my God, this, this event that I thought was happening is not, you know, and, uh, today's the day. And oh my God, today's the day. And, and then he put a blindfold on me uh-huh. and said, follow me. And then follow you to what? These six gates, right? right. These, these are six gates. Well, actually, so just to give a little more background real quick, um, I I did, I was worried she found out. And the reason why <laughs> I was worried she found out was because literally, I mean, 80 people were involved, but I probably messaged over four or 500 people. Oh, damn. Because I actually, so 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 real quick, before we get to you know, the gates, the, the basic architecture of the day. Well, she arrives, she sees the B plus J. Then um, she sees uh, the rainbow flags by Tony Tone of uh, Giant Puppets Save the World. Um, and uh, and she, we're, she's up there. And then we read letters to each other, romantic letters to each other. She grabs a backpack inside. There's keys for each of the six gates. But before she gets to the gates, we actually set up what we call the path of love which were messages on 10 inch by 10 inch canvas panels from people from every stage of her life. Now, the reason why I'm mentioning that is because in order to get that, I messaged your Princeton professors, your Yale professors, oh your high God. school teachers. <laughs> I um, love this. Your, uh, your, 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 friends like, from your friends, all of life. mentors, uh, distant family relatives, um, and, and made all these friendships with people in her life through this experience, which is kind of cool because I feel like I'm even more part of the family now, um, even though I haven't officially joined it quite yet. And, um, and so, so here's what the thing is like, I'm like, I'm thinking like, how does she not know? Like I went, I, I scaled this too big, right? Like I've spending eight months secretly planning this thing, messaging for every single person in Jakar's life knew about this, but her, every single person. And so the night before I took her to a cabin in the woods, our favorite cabin, because I was like, she's going to want to relax before. And I really I kept on saying, take a nap, rest. Cause I knew she had a big day ever. She didn't. Um, and, uh, and then she looked at me with these loving eyes the night before, and I was, I literally inside went, okay, I'll, I'll go use an exploitive, fuck. <laughs> I was like, she knows. She's looking at these loving eyes. Really, she's just looking at these loving eyes because we're in love. But like, I was like, damn it, she knows. And so like, I, I didn't even sleep that night because I was just like tossing and turning, like six months, hundreds of friends. All down the toilet, oh, she never. And then, and then in the morning, she, she like wakes up, she's like, babe. I was like, yeah, she's like, I, I couldn't sleep that well last night either. Can we just sleep in for like You're four like, or five no. hours? And then I, <laughs> yes. one, I was like, yes, she doesn't know. Yeah. And two, I was like, I have to deal with the situation. <laughs> I was like, I really packed up the coffee. I packed up the whole cottage. No, I let her sleep. Packed up the whole cottage, carried her to the car. She slept on the drive to the beach. So he gave as much sleep as possible. Dropped her off at a, at a, at a massage place. Then I coordinated with everyone. I showed up to the beach where all my amazing, amazing friends, I love you guys so much for helping out with this. <laughs> Where there had already set almost everything up, 
massage with him. We did a run through while she was getting a massage. Oh my God. Then I went back and picked her up. I want to save the details of the video for people to watch. Yeah, home, yeah, Because sure. there's so much detail to it. But I want to quickly give a summary. Sure. There were six gates that you had built featuring mementos from the six phases of her life mm -hmm. with treasure boxes holding different mementos. And then at gate six, you played a video with messages from Jakara's parents and your parents giving their blessings, which is just... I, I don't know. I cried. So I cried during yeah. that. I was part. like, I don't even know them yet. I'm crying. <laughs> I, I was this. like, I don't know these people, but I'm crying. My, I'm crying my eyes out. And then the ring. Okay, I just got a glimpse of Jakara's ring. The ring is especially beautiful because yeah. it combines stones from both families and symbols from your hometowns of Sonoma County and Hawaii. And you went to extensive planning to custom make this ring, which isn't just a normal, like an engagement ring. This ring, you, you have to see it in person. It's a work of art right here. And then what is more beautiful is that Brian, you proposed, but then Jakari, you yes. proposed back to Brian. <laughs> yes. So that's when I just cried, I like, know, phase two, it. right? I was like, encore, I need to cry some more. <laughs> you guys need to watch this video because it's, I can't do it justice. And we'll link just, to it in the we'll profile. We'll link to so, it. Yeah. I can't do it justice. It's almost like a short film, so take some it's time. It's a production. It's, it's a production. production. Sit in bed with a box of tissues right before going to sleep <laughs> and watch a video. And it's amazing because before meeting you guys, you're a mere stranger strangers to me, but I felt through the video, I felt like I saw a personal side of both of mm. you that I felt connected to both of you. Yeah. Like I almost felt like we were friends after oh. watching the video. It was just so beautiful. Well, I think there was something in the video that came up that you guys always use the words co-captain equals partners, mm. teams. Uh -huh. This isn't my marriage or your marriage, our marriage. I love that. Like, I guess how did these terms like describe your just like overall relationship and how you view each other. It's time to take a quick break so we can tell you about the latest service we have been building over at Datable. We'll be offering a platform to connect you with vetted dating experts from our network to help with everything from dating profile reviews, coaching to see where you're getting stuck in dating, and even ways to get real feedback about your dating style. The sessions typically run from 30 minutes to an hour and can all be done via Skype or Google Hangouts so you can be anywhere. We're so excited about this because so many of you wrote in asking how you can find people to help up your dating game. And this should be a great way to get personalized, affordable advice. We'll be adding more coaches and more services. And of course, let us know if there's something specific you'd like to see. To meet the coaches and book your session today, visit datablepodcast.com slash coaching. Now back to the show. How did these terms like describe your just like overall relationship and how you view each other. It's it's just our relationship. We are a team. Um, we're, team BJ. We're Team BJ. <laughs> <laughs> um, which is funny because Team BJ started as a joke, yeah. um, combining obviously our first, the initials of our first names. Um, and no other meeting. <laughs> and, and <laughs> Your friends must love that. Yeah. <laughs> they do. They do. And then it just became, we, we started using Team BJ very seriously. Like, yes, we're a team. We're a team. We're co-captains. Um, we're, we're very different people. Um, he's an extrovert. I'm an introvert. We have different skill sets. He's our, he's the social organizer of our couple. Um, we joke that I'm department of the interior and kind of <laughs> I do more grounding things. 
Um, I could even see that in our interactions. Like, you and yeah. I, like, Brian and I primarily talked. Yeah, I was like, oh, yeah, you guys yeah. got this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we have a clear delineated responsibility. Interesting. Yeah. I like that. Complimentary. Very complimentary. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So we, we specialize kind of logistically as, as part of the team. Um, but I also think in terms of emotions, we are always on the same side. You know, the, the way, the intentionality that we both approached our relationship we built such a bedrock of trust between us that um, now whenever we have a miscommunication or a challenge comes up, I have no doubt that Brian has nothing but the best intentions for me or, or wants mm. the best things for me. Um, there's always that trust there. And so as a result, like we are we are on the same team. We're working yeah. for the same goals. I mm. love that. And I mean, I think the the point that you proposed, like obviously Brian had planned this whole thing, but you just like kind of this happened out of the blue, but you were like, I want to also propose. Mm. That's so interesting mm-hmm. to me. Bri- Brian, Brian knew. Brian knows me so well. And we've had so many conversations about both of our, you know, our feminist beliefs and our beliefs yep. in equality um, that he he knows me well enough that he knew that I would want to also propose to him. Here, here's, here's what's uncanny about the engagement. And it's kind of creepy in some ways because like, so... I planned a bunch of things. She had no idea. Um, and um, when we were driving up to the cabin, we passed Windsor, which is my hometown in Sonoma County. And Jakara was like, Brian, one of these days, we need to figure out who owns your childhood home and see if we can get a tour. Because I want because I've seen her childhood home in Honolulu. Uh-huh. And, and here's what's so funny. She, this is not in the video. We had dinner between those two events in the video at my childhood home took me three months to get a hold of the guy who owns it. And then I had to convince him to let a complete stranger have dinner in his home. How did you convince him? Uh, It was very nice on the phone. Wow. uh, Yeah, it was crazy. And so here's what's funny. We're on the way, and I literally am smirking. I'm like... Yeah, one of these days, but how are we gonna do that? Like we don't and then and then we get to the cabin. This is two days before the engagement. And she's like, she pulls out some wine from outside Deborah's, that's the person who hosted the mansion party at the end where we she got all the ladies. Uh-huh. She was like, she's like, remember Deborah Stolp's house? God, I'd love to go back there sometime. And I'm like, Oh my god. And, and the wine I'm is just in like, the vineyard right next to What in house? the world? Wow. And so here's the other thing too, is I knew that we, we do want feminism to be a core of our relationship. And so I didn't just custom design one ring, I custom designed two rings. And what people don't know from the video is that this meteorite is the same meteorite on the back of her ring. These are the diamonds for my mom's engagement ring, which are also in Jakar's ring. And this gold, it was forged the same night. By the way, it was the blue blood moon night that was intentional. Oh, wow. And forged at the same time. So these rings are like inextricably linked. And so I had him make a second ring because I knew that she would want to counter-propose. Um, and I knew that if I didn't do it, she'd be okay with it. It wasn't like an explicit desire. Right. I just knew that she would freak out when she got that opportunity. And the funny thing is, two weeks before the engagement, we're meeting with someone else who just got engaged. And um, and the, everyone was joking about, like, well, why do the guys always get to engage? Right. And Jakar's like, I know, right? Like, I would love to ask. <laughs> and then, like, and I was thinking in my head, I'm like, thank God. God, there's documentary evidence that I've been planning this counterproposal for months because she's going to think I got it from that. Yeah. But I actually have been planning the counterproposal so, for a long time. Wow. I love. I mean, that's amazing. I think the other part that's interesting is that you invited, obviously, your family and 80 of your friends. Like, what was it that, for you, that wanted this engagement to be so big, almost like a wedding? Yeah. Well, the funny thing is, we have, and this is where we get a little vulnerable, um, it was big. It was amazing. And I don't regret it. But we just got back from basically spending a retreat weekend in Sonoma County, just her and I, 
we did that last weekend too. We are exhausted. Mm. <laughs> uh, we really are. And I didn't realize what emotional impact it would have on me and her and the community. And mm -hmm. so I'm grateful we did it. But man, it has been a lot. And we've gotten a lot of love because a lot of people saw the video. And, and it's kind of like, wow, there's just so much emotions to process. So I'm glad we did it big. Um, and the reason why I'm glad we did it big is the following. One, my entire life, I'm a romantic. Um, like you're no way. Yeah. We're, we're aware of that. <laughs> yeah. we're um, I mean, you just made like 10 treasure chests yeah. and put them on a piece. Yeah. No big deal. Yeah. You just described a ring that was like so over my head. I was like, what? Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. But, um, but like I actually have been dreaming of the day I would get to ask a woman to marry me. Um, little did I know that because I grew up conservative and religious. I'm no longer I'm really either of those. Um, little did I know that I would actually organize a double proposal so that my girlfriend could propose to me as well. Um, <laughs> but um, but yeah, I've been dreaming of that my whole life. And I guess this is what I would say is a lot of guys, honestly, a common joke I get, especially from guys is don't tell my girlfriend or, you know, like we got to hide this video. Like we can't. And it actually feels a little patriarchal and kind of sexist to say that, to be honest, because it's like, you know, I, I chose to do this really big romantic thing, but like, I think we all should. And it doesn't have to be setting up six gates on a beach and inviting 80 friends. We had like people from seven countries and 12 cities come to do the lay thing. It was a whole thing, but you yeah. don't have to do that. Right. And the thing is like, I feel like if it gets guys to just be like, hey, maybe I could just do this. It doesn't take much. Like bring your girlfriend some roses or, you know, like once a month, like how much does that cost? Like cook dinner, do small things like People don't realize, people, especially in Silicon Valley, are so invested in startups, so invested in their career. And I think that's awesome because that is really beautiful in its own way. But it's amazing. There's like an 80-20 rule about this. You could do 20% of the work for 80% of the benefit. You don't have to do yeah. a six-month planning proposal. Just put some intentionality in it. And so for me, I just didn't want to miss the opportunity. I could only ask a woman to marry me once. Um, and I didn't want to miss that opportunity to not get everything in there. I wanted to honor her history. I wanted to honor her parents, honor our community, create an event that brought people together. And I decided I just want to do all of those. And um, you don't have to do all of that, but just be thoughtful because yeah. romance is such a special thing. So here, so here's my question though. It was a very public proposal. Yeah. And then you have this video that's been seen by 20,000 people. Mm -hmm. You brought in... 400, 500 people that you had been in contact with. Contact them, right in the But yeah. Jakara tells me that she's an, an introvert. Yeah. So what what was it about this proposal that you thought, okay, I think Jakara would really like this public proposal? Well, the things that, well, real quick, I just want to say, the things that people didn't see was the two days in the cabin beforehand, uh -huh. mm -hmm. the, the private dinner in my childhood home, and then we actually took a trip, just her and I, around the world afterwards. We went to uh, New York, uh, Qatar, Vietnam and Taiwan and Japan. Japan. And that was just us. Um, and so people like see the mini honeymoon. <laughs> see the big public facing part yeah. of it. But um, that's one part. But I, yeah, I want to hear what you think, babe. Um, so um, the proposal itself was private. Um, the, from basically um, the, the, the field of love, seeing all the canvases, all the messages, the gates. Even the proposal, it really was just us two. Um, yeah. And I have to thank our friend Xander for giving yeah. Brian the advice. Um, of, that was not the original plan. Uh, right. Keeping I think the original plan involved more people uh -huh. um, in, in the initial kind of uh, ceremony. And Xander told Brian, Jakar is an introvert. I think she'd want to have these moments uh -huh. between you two. Uh -huh. And he was totally right. And so 
um, the minute I started seeing people was right after we had proposed to each other. And it was literally the minute that I wanted to see people. Uh-huh. Like after after we were engaged, right? the first people that I wanted to see were my family. And they were there. And then they were magically there. <laughs> and I was freaking out. because was a mix you know? of both, but figure yeah. out the right points that would yeah, work that's a for you. really great combination. I, I think it's the thing is like, um, you know, people who are in relationships with introverts, um, that we one of the big flaws of humans is that, and I'm I'm guilty of this too, is that we like to pe- create people into monolithic boxes. Oh, you're an introvert, so you only only like your time alone, and like, or or you're you're yeah, this person. Yeah, it's that, it's on a spectrum. Everything's think, on a spectrum. I think the thing yeah. was, I just really tried to be in tune with Jakar's needs, and I my favorite part was when she saw her parents. Because I knew it was coming, she didn't. Yeah, and she actually we talked about it later. She saw the video. She's like, "Oh, that that was my parents' part. Right. That, yeah. I'm not going to see them for weeks. I'll go fly to Hawaii, tell them the news, and then um, there's four white blobs in the distance. And that was <laughs> that was literally the two favorite parts. Was one uh, when I got to look at her with those eyes and put the blindfold on because it was the first time. That, honestly, the engagement was hard for me in part because I was like, I have to keep the biggest thing in my life. A secret from my best friend for six months. Yes, that was the hard. So it was finally I was like, <laughs> I finally get to show you why I've been stressed for two months. <laughs> and like, and like we're gonna do this. Really bad. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, work is going awful. Um, and, and that was my favorite. And the second favorite part was seeing the white blobs. <laughs> and like she didn't know because way off in the distance. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. And then like I'm just like smiling, and then I just smiling because I propose because I know at any moment she's gonna be like, wait a second, those four people are wearing all white. Are they with? And then she's like, oh, "It's our parents." Well, you and also yeah. see her reaction in yeah. the video. It's, it's very emotional. Oh. It's fantastic. It so, all of that said, let's go to some takeaways. Yes. Sure. This has been just amazing. Well, I I, it's it. for me. I I do think that romance is not dead, but I think romance has changed in modern dating. Romance used to be very standardized back in the day. You show up with roses. You show up with chocolate. But now romance comes in many forms. And I think it's what romance, where it's very thoughtful, is that it's tailored to your partner. Mm -hmm. You know your partner the best. So romance is not just, oh, thinking about a dozen roses or all that. It's what you think your partner would find romantic. And some of, we talked to um, David Cruz, who was a matchmaker, a millionaire matchmaker. And he says, sometimes romance for me is leaving sticky notes for my partner. That's really cute to say, I miss you. I love you. I'll see you tonight. You know, that's romance too. So we don't, like you were saying, Brian, romance doesn't have to be this extravagant, eight month planning production with a, a camera crew and like 80 of your closest friends. It but can it, be. It, it can be. be. It can be if that's in your repertoire. But it it doesn't need to be. Yes, and and romance right. doesn't need to be dead, but we also can't let it die. If that's right? one thing if that's one thing people take away from this, first of all, the proposal is important to me because I'm engaged to my best friend. And it was a private experience and that's why we took this retreat to process all this. It was a private and public experience. The public side of it, which was unintentionally more public because of how many people saw the video, um, but if the if the one takeaway from that is that, then I'm glad it became public. If the mm-hmm. one takeaway is, I don't have to do all this, but maybe I can just show my love in post-it notes or whatever it is, and just kind of be a little bit more intentional with the yeah. way I express my love to my partner, yeah. then hallelujah, I'm glad you saw the video, or I'm glad you read this, saw this podcast, or I'm just glad you care enough to just do that because we need a world with more love. Mm-hmm. And that's just, it's, I love you know? it. Yeah. And I, I think the second takeaway is you kept saying this, Brian, it's courage. 
And to me, what I'm taking away from this courage aspect is that we're always, in modern dating, we're always thinking about how the other person can make our dating experience better or how the environment, how the city can make our dating experience better. And we don't take responsibility, but the responsibility comes from our own courage to, hey, when you're on a dating app, you know, if someone says hey to you and you don't like that, it takes courage to re- reply back and say, what, you know, like what's meaningful in your life? Yes. You know, open up that conversation as opposed to writing people off. Yep. And I think that's what courage is. Yes. It's, it's not writing people off and knowing that you have the power to change your dating situation. I'm going to give you a fist bump. Boom. <laughs> yeah. Julie? I think I have two takeaways as well. I think Brian kept saying this intention yes. like the whole time. And I think just like having intention at all stages and trusting other people's intentions. I think Jakara said this as well. It's yes. like, I trust that he is has the best intentions for me. He does not want to hurt for me us. in any way. Yeah. For us in general. Couple, yeah. So I think like the times that was challenging when maybe Jakara, you weren't fully on board as much as Brian was, but having those intentions and like mm-hmm. staying true to it was really powerful. Um, my other takeaway is just like how much respect you guys have for each other. And yeah. I love this like whole equality notion of like, we are in this together. We are a team and I'm not just going to be the one proposing cause I'm the man, but you are too, because we are equals yes. and we are both want to give to each other. Not just one sided. I expect this person to do all the stuff for me and save me. I, and um, there's another takeaway, and you guys can't see because you're not physically here with us, but just seeing their body language with each other and the way they look at each other. <laughs> you know, sometimes you'd like envy couples because, oh, the boyfriend did this for her or the girlfriend did this for him. And those are just actions. But then the way I see you guys, I feel like this is what we should work towards. I want to feel the way that you feel when Jakar looks at you. Mm. You know, it's like that that love, that admiration and respect. And also it's like that encouragement. You know, when like you're speaking, Jakara, Brian's like cheering you on. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's like, I hear you, babe. Yeah, you keep, you Go introvert. Exactly. Go go on a podcast at 10,000 dollars You got this, girl. You say, exactly, exactly. Yeah, and it's like, it gives me encouragement because I'm like, yes, this is like, we're all on the same page here. So I wish you guys could see that body language, but that's also very important in what you're looking for in a partner. And we've talked about this, this me versus you. And it's like, Mm -hmm. there's so much of that going on in dating, like, like, oh, I need to one-up this person. I need to play games because I don't want them to know I'm super invested. Oh, but that, don't play games. <laughs> I know. But that was, like, I think yes. a big takeaway is, like, with the right person, you don't need to play games, and you're I, in it together. Honestly, it's not even just with the right person. I think in, Anyone, in, in, yeah. in all human relationships, yes. it's, very like, true. It, it's okay to be vulnerable. Be, it's true. Be, be curious about other people. Try to find out their true selves and try to be as authentic to expressing yourself as possible. And maybe it's not a match, and that's okay. Right. That's okay. It doesn't have but, to be tit for tat, like, oh, I like this person more than they liked me. It's like, yeah. I put myself out there Human and that's relationships what are not about games. It's not a competition for power or prestige. It's it's a seeking of connection. Way and to I, go, baby. Great point. <laughs> <That's so sweet. laughs> oh my God. But I loved what you said, Jakara, in the beginning of our conversation when you when you said 
uh, recalling back to your first ambiguous date when you said, <laughs> so what do these things mean to you? And I, I want people to use this question more on dates because we go into that date talk. We, you yeah. know, we've talked about previous episodes. You give off their, your resume where you, everyone in the city is trying to be more interesting than the other person. Okay. Mm -hmm. So on mm -hmm. these date talks, when you find like the other person's doing that, you should stop them and say, so why do these things matter to you? Yeah. What does it mean to you? And what other things drive you? And that those are great questions to ask to get that connection. Even if it's not romantic, at least it's a human connection, like you said. Totally. So before I wrap this up, do you guys have anything to add? Like any last minute words of wisdom? I mean, you've provided so many already, <laughs> well, but anything you want to leave our listeners with? Well, actually, um, one thing is kind of, crazy and you guys said you have a lot of viewership so maybe it may be a bad idea but um we love humans and if we're always looking to expand our community so if anything about this if you live in the san francisco bay area you know my legal name is brian gillis and jakar amato reach Whoa, out to us okay love yeah. it. find I us love on facebook it. um my website is relationshipsunlocked.com yes. uh relationships unlocked and uh and we're on facebook and we're active and we'd love to get to know you guys because we really love beautiful people and there's a lot of beautiful people awesome. out there and that's our mission is is that's why we did a public engagement we want to yeah. build a community of awesome human beings and i think it's probably pretty clear from the kind of people you guys are and that the people who listen to your podcast are probably pretty awesome too so totally that's that's amazing yes yeah. no i think people would really appreciate that and you said that you don't throw events like professionally but you do from time yeah. to time just and we do it i don't do it for money i mean we yeah. don't really make money um, it's more just because we love to connect people. And awesome. that's that and that's gets back to what Jakar said as a final thought, I guess, is it we we try to we're romantic partners and that's distinct. But we try to approach our lives with intentionality in every way. As relationship together with our community, with the way we live our lives, the way we think thoughtfully about what it means to be alive in this world. Mm -hmm. And um and that word intentionality, you pointed out Julie yourself, yeah, is uh, I huge. think a really powerful word and I think that you can add intentionality to just about anything, uh, whether it be a proposal or a date or even just your profile mm -hmm. on, t on Tinder or, or OkCupid, and, uh, and that can never be a bad thing. Awesome. Fabulous. Good? All right. Well, you guys heard it. If you like to be adopted by Brian and Jakara, <laughs> you can just reach out to them. <laughs> but it's all about human connections. I think that's also why Julie and I love it when you guys reach out to us or stop us on the street, because we feel like that's what we need more of. These are things that technology and AI cannot replace. Mm. So might as well hold on to these very valuable things that we can provide for each other, which, which is human connection. All right. So we'd love to hear from you. We're still booking guests for season seven now. Um, definitely reach out to us and check out our website, datablepodcast.com. Thank you guys so much. And thank, yeah. you, thank, thank you for sharing your story. And we're going to link to your video, of course, in, in um, and Brian's one. site. And the Brian's site. That yep. that extra help. Right. So. Yeah. Anyone yes. who wants a little, a little help, I'm here for you. On that note, we're going to say goodbye. Stay Datable! So a theme that came up over and over again in this episode was this word courage. So your action item for this week is to write out the word courage, like literally write it out with a pen and paper and stick that onto somewhere that you see all the time, maybe by your door or on your refrigerator. Do that for a week and see how that feeds into your daily decisions and your actions. A lot of times fear is what's stifling us from growing. So have some courage and see how your life changes in a week. This episode of Datable is brought to you by 500 Brunches. 
500 Brunches connects like-minded people with similar interests to meet in real life over brunch. You answer a quick questionnaire about your interests and how you spend your time, and then they'll match you in small groups of six to eight at a brunch spot in San Francisco. Get a free entry into a brunch now by signing up at 500brunches.com and using the code DATEABLE. If you didn't know already, we have a revamped website with articles, videos, and content all about modern dating. You can also find our premium Y series where we dissect, analyze, and offer solutions to some of the most common dating conundrums. We've had some great feedback about how actionable these episodes are. So check them out on our website or iTunes Music. Also, visit the site today to see the latest about coaching, where we connect you with datable approved experts to help with everything from dating profile reviews, coaching, and even gathering real feedback about your dating style in a personalized and affordable way. To connect with us, visit datablepodcast.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all under Datable Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and auto-download the podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcast player so you never miss an episode.